Hey, how's it going? It's uh, Monday, November 8th, 2021. Monday, November 8th, 2021. Hope you had a good weekend. Uh, mine was pretty uneventful, you know, boring as usual. Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, tell your friends to Google Political Views TV Podcast, and I'll show up right at the top of the search. Man, do I appreciate you coming every day. It's so nice of you. It really is. I, I mean, I come in here at, I mean, this morning. I started at, uh, I got up at 3 a.m. And not, sort of nonchalantly read all the news and, and got it all together. But anyway, if you can, bring someone along with you today or tomorrow uh, and tweet to me questions or insights or fights. Come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. Um, Friday afternoon, <clears throat> at least some members of Congress uh, of the uh, Congressional Progressive Caucus rejected a plan by Pelosi to hold a floor vote on the bipartisan physical, uh, the infrastructure bill, while delaying final passage of the Build Back Better Act. Now, we've been talking about this, how they needed to go together, but they didn't. Uh, here's the issue. The, uh, Congress, the CPC, the Congressional Progressive Caucus, was holding back on, the infra on infrastructure because it was their only true leverage to guarantee passage of Build Back Better. They believe that the elephants in the room, like Cinema, Manchin, and other right-wing sociopath Democrats, will cut Build Back Better to death. And they will. <clears throat> I say the elephants in the room because that's the symbol for the Republican Party. CPC Chair Representative uh, Premier Jayapal from Washington, uh, State of Washington, said uh, Friday afternoon in a statement, as we've consistently said, there are dozens of our members who want to vote both bills, uh, the Build Back Better and, and the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act out of the House Together, we now understand that there are six Democratic members who want to have a formal Congressional Budget Office uh, score on Build Back Better before voting. A full accounting of spending and re revenue has been provided by the White House. Numerous pieces of legislation have already been scored, and a joint committee on taxation has put out analysis that Build Back Better will contribute to reducing the deficit. But they still want it. <clears throat> she went on to say, however, if our six colleagues still want to wait for the CBO score, we would agree to give them that time after which point we can vote on both bills together. Uh, Nina Turner, chair of Senator Bernie Sanders, uh, um, uh, Camp president 2020 presidential campaign asked, um, referring to cinema and mansion, of course, do you trust those two? She said, I do not. And Pelosi trusts too many because only four Democratic, Democratic members in the House and one in the Senate could kill Build Back Better. Right? And, she, and, and Pelosi is making deals in the back to get both of them passed on a verbal promise. Nothing in writing. Right? <clears throat> so what happened? The House Friday night passed a, uh, the bipartisan physical infrastructure bill, but didn't bring the Build Back Better Act to the floor, sending just one half, actually less than a half, uh, like a, a quarter 
uh, of Biden's two-part economic agenda to the White House with only a pledge that conservative House Democrats will vote for the party's broader social infrastructure and climate package at a later date. <clears throat> Just the House. What about the Senate? <sighs> Having some coffee there. What about cinema and mansion, of course? As I always say, when you scream about mansion and cinema, people think you're talking about the movie theater you just built in your really, really big house. Because it wasn't accompanied by a real vote on BBB, on Build Back Better, six progressives, Representative uh, Bowman from New York, Cori Bush from Montana, uh, AOC, AOC Rocks, from New York, uh, Ilan Omar from uh, uh, Minnesota, uh, Ayanna Presley from Massachusetts, and Rashida Tayyib from Michigan voted against infrastructure, and rightly so. I'd still pass, though. Now that I have your attention, let's try and fix the world. Maybe we can. I don't know. <clears throat> the issue is that uh, laws require government to protect workers, right? How far the protections go is a bare minimum by the federal government and more extensive locally. That's usually how it works. Like uh, minimum wage laws, where the, uh, the Fed's minimum wage is really not a living wage. So local and state governments step in and uh, they help. Um, in that case, it makes sense because cost of living is different everywhere. I mean, obviously, co cost of living in, in uh, Memphis, Tennessee is probably half of co uh, or, or less of cost of living in Los Angeles. But with COVID, it kills people equally. There is no difference between red and blue states and, mu and municipalities. A federal appeals court on Saturday, temporarily blocked uh, the Biden administration's attempt to require workers at companies with 100 or more employees to be vaccinated against COVID-19 or tested weekly, citing grave statutory and constitutional problems with the rule. A three-judge panel from the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit Court issued the stay in response to a joint petition filed Friday by a coalition of businesses, conservative advocacy groups, and the states of Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, South Carolina, and Utah. Utah. By the way, other um, federal appeal, appeals courts, ma uh, major courts, other states have the same challenge. Other states in, in two other uh, courts, federal courts. Anyway, this legal challenge and separate lawsuits from Republican-led states came just one day after Biden announced that the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, OSHA, you've heard of OSHA, would begin enforcing its newly unveiled emergency temporary standard in the coming weeks. Uh, companies with at least 100 employees have until December 5th to require unvaccinated workers to wear masks indoors, and by January 4th, they must require vaccinations or administer weekly test. According to the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, more than 750,000 people in the U.S. have died from COVID-19 since the pandemic started last March. Of course, you remember my story way back when. That is a very conservative estimate, and the actual amount is probably close to about 1.3 million right now. 
And, and, and the disease continues to kill nearly 1,100 per day. Most of them unvaccinated, a, a large majority of them unvaccinated. The suit against the mandate stated that Biden set the legislative policy of substantially increasing the number of Americans covered by vaccination requirements and then set binding rules enforced with the threat of large fines. Um, And they went on to say, that is a quintessential legislative act and one wholly unrelated to the purpose of OSHA itself, which is protecting workplace safety. Now, keeping people away from me in the workplace who are unvaccinated is good for my safety. You can go a week without knowing you're infected. Um, no, uh, the suit went on to say, nowhere in OSHA's, uh, uh, OSHA's enabling legislation does Congress confer upon it the power to end pandemics. But it does, it does say to protect. I don't understand this ruling. I don't understand how this ruling can work. It, it requirement, the, the vax requirement laws and, and uh, past cases would show that the government has the ability to do this. Now, I will say, and I've been arguing this for quite some time, that people who have gotten COVID and have a level of antibody high enough should not be required to get the vac- vaccination, that that the actual requirement should be based on the level of, uh, of um, antibodies in your system or proof that your body can't make antibodies, one or the other. Solicitor of uh, labor, Uh, Nima Nanda, meanwhile, said in a statement that the Labor Department's OSHA is confident in its legal authority to issue vaccine requirements. Nanda said the occupational safety and health explicitly gives OSHA the authority to act quickly in an emergency where the agency finds that workers are subject to grave danger and a new standard is necessary to protect them. I would agree with that. Uh, she went on to say, we are fully prepared to defend this standard in court. Uh, the Fifth Circuit uh, panel's two-page order directs the uh, Biden administration to respond to the request for a permanent injunction against the rule by 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time today, which is uh, six hours from now. So we'll see what happens six hours from now as I am reading this. I got it. I, I started reading this a little late. I started doing the report a little late. Uh, Moving on. A new book by ABC's uh, Jonathan Carl claims former President Trump told the Republican National Committee chair that he was leaving the GOP to create his own new political party. Now, this isn't the first time something like this has happened. My favorite president, Teddy Roosevelt, he left the Republican Party. Well, he was kicked out of the Republican Party because he had, you know, he was a better president than they could uh, ever uh, support. Uh, and he made his own party, the Bull Moose Party, if you remember. Anyway, on his last day in office, Trump, after boarding Air Force One, he took a call from the Republican Party chair, Rona McDaniel. He told McDaniel he was done with the Republican Party. 
Uh, this is according to multiple sources familiar with the conversation, uh, and, and that's according to uh, 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 Jonathan Carl, the, the writer of the book. Uh, Trump, who had uh, said he didn't care about destroying the GOP, ultimately backed down after party leaders told him that they would take actions that could call, that could have cost uh, uh, Trump millions of dollars. Uh, Carl told ABC's uh, Good Morning America, after Trump said he was done with the GOP, GOP party chair McDaniel told Trump, you cannot do that. If you do, we will lose forever. If he split the party in half, and that's what would happen. And I was, I was hoping that he would split the party. Uh, Republican leaders told the former president that if he left, they would stop paying his legal fees and give out uh, for free Trump's email list, an asset that Trump makes millions on, renting out to uh, candidates. Uh, by the following week, Trump decided against leaving the GOP. All has to do with money with him. He's a grifter. Remember that. Anything he, do, he does, he does for uh, Donald Trump. Donald Trump does for Donald Trump. Moving on. Uh, finally, the U.S. lifted restrictions today on travel from a long list of countries, including Mexico, Canada, and most of Europe, allowing tourists to make long-delayed trips and family members to reconnect with loved ones after more than a year and a half apart because of the pandemic. Starting today, the U.S. is, is accepting fully vaccinated travelers at airports and land borders, doing away with a COVID-19 restriction that dates back to the Trump administration. The new rules allow air travel from previously restricted countries as long as the traveler has proof of vaccination and a, no, uh, and a negative COVID-19 test. Land travel from Mexico and Canada will, will require proof of vaccination, but no test. According to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, the U.S. will accept travelers who have been fully vaccinated with any of the vaccines approved for emergency use by the World Health Organization, not just by the United States, and not just those here. That means that the AstraZeneca vaccine, which is widely used in Canada, will be accepted. For air travelers, the airlines are required to verify vaccine records and match them against uh, ID. And if they don't, they could face fines of up to nearly $35,000 per violation. Uh, airlines will also collect information about passengers for contact tracing efforts. Uh, there will be CDC workers spot-checking travelers for compliance in the U.S. and land borders. Customs and Border Protection agents will check uh, vaccine proof. So there you have it. Uh, here in L.A., Hollywood. Hollywood is going to fill up with tourists again, and traffic is going to get worse as usual. Uh, during COP26, uh, the the uh, climate action conference uh, uh, over in uh, in uh, Scotland, over in uh, which city was it? Anyway. Um, there, uh, during COP26, there was an advertisement placed in uh, Scotland's largest paper. It, it asked, would climate leaders build 399 coal plants in the United States? New coal plants in the United States. That's what the ad says. Uh, and then the ad answers. Uh, the answer is no, but there is a big but. It went on to say, yet right now, 23 liquefied natural gas export terminals and pipelines are sitting on your desks, meaning the United States. Uh, these projects will unleash greenhouse gas emissions equivalent to doubling all existing U.S. coal-fired power plants. 
Last month, Oil Change International, a member of the Build Back Fossil Free Coalition behind the ad, published a briefing paper noting Biden has the executive authority to block two dozen fossil fuel infrastructure projects that, if completed, would produce as much greenhouse gas emissions annually as more than 400 coal-fired plants, power plants. According to the briefing, the combined greenhouse gas emissions of the 24 fossil fuel projects, among them the Line 3 Dakota Access and Mountain Valley's pipelines and 20 liquefied gas terminals, would be larger than all U.S. coal power plants combined, moving the U.S. away from, uh, uh, the U.S. away from the Paris Agreement commitments. Uh, the ad was published after the EPA on Tuesday announced new rules, new rules targeting leaks and emissions of methane. Even if we are leaking less methane in the U.S., we're still pulling it out of the ground, transporting it around the country, and then leaking or burning it overseas. So it happens no matter where we get. And again, this is that swimming pool analogy. 399 coal power plants equivalency. If you have 399 guys in one corner of an Olympic pool peeing, are you going to feel protected in the far corner? Hell no. You're getting out of the pool. So the fact that it's leaking elsewhere doesn't matter. It still goes into the atmosphere and goes all over the world and destroys the world. So there we go. Moving on. And I am truly sick and tired of having to report Israeli forces murdering Palestinian children. I'm really sick and tired of that. It happened again just ahead of the weekend on Friday. Mohammed Dadas, who was from the Askar refugee camp in Nablus, was shot in the stomach during a post-prayer confrontation with Israeli forces in Deir uh, al-Hatab, a village east of Nablus, that has been the site of repeated attacks by Israeli uh, settler colonists over the past month. The Palestinian health ministry said Dadas died in Nablus Hospital later Friday after attempts to save his life failed. Uh, U.S. Representative Rashida Tayyib and Code Pink were among those who condemned Friday's killing by Israeli forces of the 13-year-old Palestinian boy, 13-year-old Palestinian boy, in the illegally occupied West Bank. Uh, Tayyib from Michigan, the first Palestinian-American woman elected to Congress, responded to the boy's death by tweeting, Our country must stop enabling the killing of children. Of course... The U.S. gives $4 billion in annual no-strings-attached military aid to Israel. And Israel, one of the world's wealthiest nations on a per capita basis. If you you remember, Israeli forces killed 67 children during Operation Guardian, Guardian of the Walls assault on Gaza this past spring. And according to the Palestinian Authority, Ministry of Information, at least 3,090 children have been killed since 2000. Um, you know, Israel, I have an idea. Why don't you just set up a set up gas chambers and move Palestinians by train to them? That would be way more efficient for you. Think about that. So that's it. Short one again today. I'm getting caught up 
on stuff that I had to do. Uh, thanks for listening. Monday, November 8th, 2021. Monday, November 8th, 2021. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. Uh, that's what you Google to, uh, uh, to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the list, those four words, Political Views TV Podcast. I truly appreciate you. It's so nice of you to come every day. Uh, bring someone with you today or tomorrow. Tweet to me questions, insights, or fights at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. And remember, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget. I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles.